1: Hello, Giants fans, and welcome to your Friday edition of the Valentine's News Podcast here on Big Blue View Radio, part of your SB Nation family of podcasts. I'm your host, Ed Valentine of Big Blue View. Today's show is going to feature a really, really special interview for you guys. I had the opportunity to talk to former New York Jets general manager and Miami Dolphins executive Mike Tannenbaum for a few minutes about a variety of Giants and draft-related, free agency-related issues. So hopefully you guys will will really enjoy that. Thought it was uh, outstanding stuff from Mike. Great opportunity to talk to someone who has sat in an NFL general manager's chair and made some of the kinds of decisions that the Giants face this offseason. So hopefully you enjoy that and learn some things from that. Uh, But before we get to to that interview with Mike, Uh, What I thought I would do today is uh, a little something different. thought I would actually answer a a mailbag question today. I do a mailbag on our website at Big Blue View every Saturday. What often happens is I get a lot of sort of repetitive questions. I'll get the same question in a variety of formats, or I'll get a question that I've answered previously. What I think I would like to do here, and we'll see how this goes today, Perhaps going forward we'll take some of those repetitive questions, some of those uh, questions maybe that I don't get to uh, in our website in the printed edition of our website and, and answer them here. I know that not everybody you know listens to the podcast and reads the website. so perhaps uh, perhaps this will be a way to to get some questions answered to a little bit uh, a little bit wider audience. So that's what I'll do. Uh, today here and i think uh, we'll start with today's question comes from jim moriarty and i'm not going to read the question verbatim i'll summarize it for you jim basically says let's pretend that you know that free agency is here the giants spend you know roughly 20 million a year on on leonard williams probably with a cap hit of seven or eight million in the first year we know that that uh the cap can be maneuvered to uh, to push some of that money toward the back end of the contract. So so that's a possibility or a probability for the Giants when they do eventually reach a deal with Leonard Williams. Jim in his scenario says Golden Tate, Nate Solder, and Kevin Zeitler are all gone. Um, and what he really wants to know at that point is is what are my remaining free agent priorities edge rusher, wide receiver, offensive line, cornerback, re-signing Dalvin Tomlinson or anything else. And listen, this is a really interesting question, Jim, and we've we've answered this in some different ways at, you know, at at Big Blue View. And my first thing that I think we need to talk about is Dalvin Tomlinson. You know, Jim, in his in his explanation for the question said that Tomlinson would be his lowest priority. Uh, of all of uh, of all of those, and listen, I have been very upfront, you know, here on the podcast and in my writing at Big Blue View, that in my view, if the Giants in a year when the salary cap is going down have to choose between Leonard Williams and Dalvin Tomlinson, that the choice for me is clear: it has to be Leonard Williams. Every talent evaluator that I've spoken to, including Mike Tannenbaum, who we'll talk about this a little bit later, agrees with me that because of Leonard Williams' upside, because of his ability to rush the passer, because of his ability to play multiple positions, and in some respects because of what the Giants have already invested in Leonard Williams, that he has to be the priority. Over Dal- Dalvin Tomlinson, who is a good player, but not an impact player against the pass, not a pass rusher. It's a guy, it, it, when push comes to shove, it's much easier to replace interior defensive tackles who are run-first defenders than it is to replace guys who have shown an ability to impact the pass rush. So from that perspective... The choice has to be Leonard Williams over Dalvin Tomlinson if you can only sign one. Now, that being said, I would very, very much like to see the Giants find a way, even with the salary cap going down, I would very much like to see them find a way to keep both players. Now, in some respects, you can replace, maybe with a Kawan Short, Maybe just by playing B.J. Hill more snaps. Maybe you know by drafting you know, a Christian Barmore out of Alabama in the second round if he's available or a Carlos Basham out of Wake Forest or, or someone else a little bit later in the draft. Maybe you can replace the, the production, the type of, of on-field play that Dalvin Tomlinson gives you, and that's not to downplay the fact that Tomlinson was very, very good in 2020 but the the reality and and the way that that most nfl teams look at it is you can replace you know run stuffing defensive ability you know much easier than you can replace guys that can rush the pass or guys that can change games you know by making impact plays against the pass the 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 problem with the giants simply letting dalvin tomlinson walk is not replacing the talent. It's not replacing the run defense. It's replacing the person. It's the idea that Dalvin Tomlinson is a player that the Giants, albeit he was drafted by Jerry Reese in 2017, he was drafted by the Giants organization. If you're going to move forward, you need to be able to sign some core guys. You need to be able to keep players that you've invested in that you've drafted that you've developed that have become good players for you dalvin tomlinson has become that he's become a leader in that locker room he's become a guy i believe he was a defensive captain in 2020 he's a guy who's respected by his teammates we i talked to uh to mike tannenbaum about uh the tomlinson issue and and we'll get in You'll hear his response a little bit later. But one of the things we talked about was impact on the locker room, the message that it sends to players. Joe Judge spent much of his first year trying to rebuild a culture with the Giants, trying to get guys to do things in what he felt was the right way. And Tomlinson is a guy who does things the right way. He works hard. He's a team leader. He's respected in the locker room. He he does all of the right things. And if you simply allow him to walk and, and replace him with someone that doesn't cost as much money, you you run the risk, you raise the possibility of of losing some of the guys in the locker room or of sending a message to the locker room that maybe all of that work and all of that quote-unquote doing things the right way maybe doesn't pay off, maybe isn't going to be rewarded in the end. And and that makes it harder, or could make it harder in the end. You know, for a coach like Joe Judge to continue to get buy-in when he's asking players to work hard, when he's asking them to do things that maybe they don't always want to do when he's when he's quote unquote coaching them a little bit harder, maybe than they might get coached in other places. So for the Giants, the Dalvin Tomlinson decision is one that comes down to more than talent. It comes down to building a team with a core of players that they drafted and developed, you know, being able to keep some guys on second contracts, which you know, good teams are able to do that. They're able to develop guys and keep them and they become core parts of a team. John Mara has talked about that in the past. That that has been a failing of of recent years, and you know, was a failing, you know, toward the end of the previous administration. And with Dave Gettleman, we're now getting to a point where where some of the guys that he has drafted will be guys that the Giants have to make second contract decisions on, and, and we'll see if the if the batting average can can improve in that area. So Tomlinson is a a trickier decision for the Giants than just talent. So I'd like to see Tomlinson back if possible. In terms of other priorities, you have edge, you have wide receiver, you have cornerback. And I think that what you do is you don't say, well, we have to go get a wide receiver. We have to get a cornerback. We have to get an edge rusher. We have to get a certain thing. You identify those areas. You identify some players that you think can fill those particular needs that you have. And you look for deals that make sense. You look for players that are willing to, to, you know, you look for players you you can afford to pay. And you take the matches that you can find. I would love to see the Giants add some receiving help. It would be really, really nice if they could add an an edge rusher. We'll have to see what the deals are. So for me, I don't know if I have a, a priority it depends on on who's available we don't know for sure as we do this podcast you know which wide receivers might get franchise tagged if any of the edge rushers will get franchise tagged um so we'll see how that all works out maybe maybe because it's it's a year where it might be difficult to find edge rushers in the draft who can who can make an impact right away Maybe I would lean that way, but I can't really say that I have a strong position preference. As long as you bring in players in some of those areas who can help your football team, then uh, then I would be happy with, with any of that. All right, Giants fans, let's do this. Let's take a short break for a word from our SB Nation sponsors. When I come back, I'll play the interview that I did with former Jets general manager, Mike Tannenbaum. All right, Giants fans, special treat for you right now. I'm joined now by former New York Jets general manager, Mike Tannenbaum. Mike, thank you very, very much for uh, making some time for me.
0: Hey, great to be with you today.
1: Hey, so, you know, first thing I want to ask you about is your new venture, 33rd team. Um, Just tell me a little bit about... uh, about how that started, when it started, you know, who you get, who you have working with you and and what you're trying to do there.
0: Yeah. So I was really fortunate. Um, I was hired by ESPN shortly after they let go by the dolphins and uh, I'm their on-air general manager. And I quickly knew that I needed help. And I went up to my old stomping grounds at the university of Massachusetts sports management program and was able to hire a couple of uh, students to help me put together a draft board and sort of like a mini database and, it just really grew from there, Ed, um, in terms of it really helped me as a broadcaster, and I really enjoy helping others get to where they want to go. So we now have a bunch of students who get credits to help us. And then what I quickly found was there's a number of coaches between opportunities that want to stay current. And we put out a newsletter now, and we've had over 10 former NFL head coaches, Division One head coaches, half a dozen GMs and the content and discussions we have is as good as we were one of the 32 teams. And, and that's what we stand for. Like that's the standard. So um, it's been great. It's made me better and hopefully it'll help one or two people get to where they want to go as well.
1: Yeah. I find it a great source of information as well. A lot of good stuff on there. I've seen some content from, you know, from Joe banner. I saw a breakdown that that former giants offensive line coach uh, you know, Flaherty Flaherty did the the other day, which, which I was, which I was really interested in. So good stuff over there, folks. If you're, if you haven't, uh, if you haven't found it, go check it out. It's uh, you'll, you'll get smarter. (laughs) So I
0: appreciate
1: that. Hey, so let's, let's talk about, uh, let's talk about the New York Giants. Obviously we are, we are, We're in sort of franchise transition tag season. We're heading toward free agency here in a couple of weeks. Um, Giants have a big decision to make. Leonard Williams, Dalvin Tomlinson. um, Everybody that I've asked so far has, has, I've asked the question, if you can only sign one is it Leonard Williams or Dalvin Tomlinson? Everyone I've asked has said it has to be Leonard Williams because of the pass rush. So it's a two-part question. Do you agree with that? And you know, putting on your GM hat and looking at the salary cap and, and the way things are, do is, is it realistic to think that the Giants could keep both guys?
0: A- absolutely. So I'll start with the first one, um, and I, I would agree um, for. Basically similar reasons, but I add a couple of points. One, Leonard Williams has played well since going from, you know, the unusual journey of Jets to Giants. Um, he impacts game. You know, I watched all their games and he gets doubled. Um, so sometimes it's for defensive linemen, they're um, sort of like it's hard to quantify um, what someone's production is beyond the sacks and he's a great example of it. So I see him as a young ascending player, pass ability who draws a double team. The other thing, too, is when you look at Dexter Lawrence, his skill set is as close to distance, And therefore, to me, it's a little bit more replaceable when you're apples to apples. Now, you can keep them all. It's going to come from somebody, you know, Daniel Jones. And we're probably at least a year away from this discussion. But the reality is he's still on a rookie contract. So there is windows here they have a lot of holes on this team we, we all know that but to say like we're going to fortify the defensive line I think that's a great place to start and while Tom Brady got the headlines when you look at Tampa Bay Ed, they had a really deep defensive line Dominic and Sue Vita Bea, who I think is a very underrated player obviously Shaq Barrett JPP um so to keep both to me is not out of the question
1: I know that uh you know, Dave Gettleman has always said he wants to have that that deeper rotation on the defensive line. I suppose the the other sort of team building argument for for trying to keep Dalvin Tomlinson is if you're going to get out of this this cycle that the Giants have been in of drafting and drafting and losing guys, drafting and 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 just having to sort of recycle and 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 bring new guys in, you have to be able to keep some of the guys that, that you drafted. I mean, is there, is, is there something, you know, that about, you know, Dalvin Tomlinson and, and about that idea, maybe that, that makes it more important for the Giants to try to keep Tomlinson?
0: You, you bring up an interesting and tangible, and I face this a little bit in Miami where um, the locker room, I think the locker room does an underrated job of keeping some checks and balances from a GM perspective. Um, and I was trying to pride myself on being a good listener. I remember one time earlier in my career, Ed, I cut Jericho Cotri and I thought the locker room was going to kill me. And they were right. And I was wrong, you know, because Jericho was one of these players that he was probably at that point, a B player declining. It was towards the end of his career, but he, he had solved so many other problems in the locker room that I didn't realize And there are some trusted veterans in Miami, similarly, that I I think for a while that franchise was known as, hey, let's go sign guys. And then that really hurts morale. So I think you're bringing up a, a good point, not only from an X and O standpoint that, again, we both know Dave Gettleman's philosophy. He wants to be big and strong up front, which candidly I agree with. But I also think you want to send the right message to the locker room that, hey, Tomlinson was drafted there. He's been a good player. Let's face it, he's not an elite player, but he's a good, solid player. And it sends the right message that, hey, look, when you do the right thing, you're going to be rewarded.
1: I read somebody say that, you know, that may also play into Joe Judge, who has been building the culture sort of message and and do things the right way and and trying to build a, you know, build a culture internally. And maybe, you know, maybe bringing a guy like Tom Winston back helps that as well, if he can do it.
0: No, no question about it. And when you sign somebody they're really from a head coach and GM perspective, they're your marketing department. They're the ones that are walking around with a billboard saying, Hey, this is what gets you rewarded both positively and negatively. So when you cut a player that, you know, had bumps in the road, you're saying, Hey, we're not going to tolerate this behavior. Likewise, when you reward somebody like Dalvin Tomlinson, and again, when you look at him, he's had seven sacks over the last two years. Um, and you could say, like, as the 55th pick, was he really worth it? I think he's a good player. I think he really helps stops the run. But I do think if I'm Joe Judge, there is the benefit of, of extending him.
1: Right. Let's talk a little bit, Mike. Let's talk a little bit about the about the Giants quarterback situation. You know, when, when you were with the Jets, you guys had Mark Sanchez, um, you know, and, and, and you went – the entire, you know, I think four years with, with Mark there Um, the giants have Daniel Jones and they're, they're entering an interesting time with him right now, entering his third year. Um, And and so it's really a two-part question for you. What do you see when you watch Daniel Jones and, and, and are they right? Are the giants right at this point to sort of put down their marker and support him and say, we're going to see where this goes.
0: You know, candidly, this is a really hard one for me. Like, this is not very appealing, right? Um, Because you could put together, you could really put compelling arguments for both ways. I think he's clearly ahead of Sam Darnold because I think his ceiling has shown to be higher than Sam's. And they both have the same problem with turnovers and questionable decision-making, but his athleticism shows up. I remember talking to Jay Billis, uh, before the draft and jay was saying that you know he was a he could have played basketball at duke and i'm thinking like i'm not going to agree with that because that's just duke on duke sort of like you know <laughs> taking care of one another but jay, jay was right like he's a great athlete and that shows up like i think that translates and i th- you see a lot of good things And if you believe in the axiom that the tape sets the floor and the character sets the ceiling boy you want to bet on this guy but well, the Giants won't admit it, I'm sure they're glad they don't have to make a decision on this contract because when you look at it in a very honest and sober way, he had 11 touchdowns, 10 interceptions on the course of the year. His completion percentage wasn't great at 62 and a half. So I think if I'm them, the benefit of the time is really going to serve me well. It's just like for context on the, on the completion percentage, that was 22nd out of 32 quarterbacks.
1: Yeah. I, I wonder uh... I mean, can you know, can is there any validity to the argument, you know, about the way that the, the 2020 season unfolded and, a, you know, new coach, new scheme, any validity, you know, to, to that argument, maybe, you know, making his development curve any harder?
0: Yeah, I think so. And again, no season program. Um, but at some point, like greatness is going to show up, like, let's go, like, take the team over and show that. You're a great quarterback, and there's always gonna be excuses, right? Um, and candidly, you know, Tom Brady did get off to a great start, and there's really good reasons for it, but I think he's flashed. Um, but at some point we need to see it, you know, multiple weeks in a row.
1: Mm-hmm. Right. So you know, so the other question, definitely, you know, Giants related. I I have to ask you about Dave Gettleman, you know, the Giants fan base for years now has been calling for Dave's head and you understand New York media, you know, from that chair as, as as well as anybody, I'm sure that Jets fans spent years calling for your head, but um, how do you look at, you know, there's been no playoffs. There's been a a poor overall record. I mean, just generically, how do you look at the job that Dave has done in, in New York so far with the Giants?
0: Yeah. You know, I really like and respect Dave a ton, and it's, it's a tough seat to sit in. It just is. Um, there's, no, there's no getting around it. Um, I think he has the right personality for the job because, you know, a lot of people in the NFL felt for years that Eli Manning could handle that job better than Peyton Manning could, just in terms of their disposition. And I, I don't think you could underestimate it. I think we've seen some recent coaches – for both the Jets and the Giants and front office people where you could see clearly they were not a good fit in that market. So Dave's disposition actually, I think really serves him well. Um, he really doesn't care what other people think. I mean, some of us say it, but he actually means it. And I think that's really important. So look, we could sit here and say, should they have taken Barkley or, you know, was Daniel Jones overdrafted? And, and I think there's some legitimacy to some of the criticism, but if you come out of this and at the end, of, if we're having this conversation in a year and the Giants win eight or nine games in 2021, and Joe Judge and Daniel Jones are tied to a hip, he deserves credit for that. And no one's going to bat a thousand. So, look, the the results on the field, you could certainly argue and say haven't been there. But if the two most important decisions are Judge and Jones, you got to give them the benefit of the doubt, doubt right now because certainly Joe Judge seems like he's going to be a really good coach.
1: I, you just, I, I feel smart right now, Mike, because people ask me before the 2020 season started with the Giants, I, I used to get the question all the time, how do you judge what a good season's going to be? You know, What are the most important things for this franchise going forward? And my answer always was you come out of the year. Do you have the right head coach? Do you have the right quarterback? So, so you made me feel smart because those are the two things that uh, that you talked about. I I think they do have the right head coach. You know, I think the 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 jury is still out on whether they have the right quarterback, but I think you agree with me that they have the right coach for a while.
0: Yeah, and again, like let's talk about him for a second. Like, it's hard to develop a head coach, and this it was a guy that was just the special teams coach in New England did a little bit at, at receiver, but I think with, with coaching, you kind of know it when you see it. I think he's going to do a really good job. And I think the standards are the standards there, you know, not, um, you know, dressing golden Tate, benching um, Andrew Thomas. Like, I think those are all important things. You know, you, you asked me earlier and about culture, like those are force multipliers with culture, like golden Tate doesn't play Andrew Thomas misses them sometime. Like, players look to the left or right. They're like, Oh, wait a second. Like there's a line here. If we go over it, Whoa, look out. That's that doesn't show up on the box scores, but I'm telling you like that's really critical for foundation.
1: Yeah. I think long-term, I think those things have a, uh, have a good impact. I think there were a lot of giants fans who, who sort of bristled at how quickly the giants moved on from Deandre Baker. But I I think a lot of that had to do with the same thing is 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 drawing that line for for what you're going to tolerate, what you're not going to tolerate, what sort of franchise you're going to be.
0: Yeah, you you guys at some point you have to say, like, this is what we stand for. And it's hard. Um, When I first became the GM in 06, Coach G and I took over and John Abraham was a really good player. He was a B plus, A minus Real difference making pass rusher. There was no doubt about it, just in terms of like his ability to rush the passer. With that said, Ed, he had a DUI, and we had been on the job for about 10 minutes and we franchised him because we felt like it wasn't exactly Baker, but it was similar to Baker that, oh my gosh, if we pay this guy right now, like what do we stand for? Like we're talking about character and discipline and a lot of the things that a lot of coaches talk about. And again, I really feel like going back to the Tomlinson discussion players are going to look at what you do and it's really important.
1: Let me ask you, you know, we, we started earlier talking about, about the fact that free agency is coming up. Obviously the salary caps going down to whatever it's going to be 182, 183 million, somewhere around there. First time it's ever gone down. And, And the question that I want to ask you is, you know, from a fan perspective, that first day or two of free agency is the big frenzy. It's it's what everybody gets all excited about. But is is the cap going down going to change what we see in free agency this year just in terms of slower signings or 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 any, any difference that you see? I mean, I, I think the middle-tier veteran guys are going to get hurt here, but, but I'm curious about those first few days. Are we still going to see teams go out and, and make their splash signings right away?
0: Yeah, I think there'll be a couple. There always are. Um, Aaron Jones, if he doesn't get franchised, or Shaq Barrett. I do agree. Like, where we're heading from a big-picture standpoint is the haves and the have-nots and guys like Sammy Watkins, like, I think there's going to be a number of middle-class players that won't do nearly as well as they are hoping or expecting. And hopefully that's just for one year. I'm one of these, you know, big-picture people for the league and the union. I, I think it would be disappointing for the cap to go down significantly. I don't think that helps anybody to be candid. And um, that's just something where we got to keep a close eye on. And hopefully if these other bigger TV deals come through, then we could pull money from those future years because the cap going down doesn't help anybody.
1: No, it, it it doesn't. But yeah, you know, I it's it's understandable in a way. But but the uh, yeah, but the as close as they can come to to keeping it at least level would probably be a good thing.
0: That's right. I totally agree with that.
1: Um, be, before I let you go, I just want to ask you: um, Giants have the eleventh pick, and I'm not going to sit here and ask you you know, who you would take or what position you would target. But I want to kind of circle back to a Gettleman question. When I look at this draft, I mean, there's there's a couple guys that I really might like at 11 and sort of bang the table and say, if, if, if Kyle Pitts is there somehow, some way, you know, I, I'm, I'm taking Kyle Pitts just to use him as an example. But this is a year, when I look at this draft class, I look at the bottom half around one, I look at day two, and I'm like, there's a ton of really good players, to me anyway, in that section of the draft. Dave's never traded down. Just from your perspective, is this a year, not where he should, but is this a year where it would be understandable if he did? 100%.
0: Yeah, I agree. Like You talk about the depth that, let's say, like receiver, for example. There's a ton of receivers. Uh, I think this is a good year for offensive line. I was down at Mobile covering uh, senior role for ESPN. There's a lot of good offensive linemen this year. So I do think volume can serve you well. Um, and the Pitts thing is interesting because you have Ingram. So that's going to be interesting. Hard to call Kyle Pitts tight end because you're not going to – capture the edge with him as a blocker but boy is he dynamic in the passing game so be interesting to see how he go uh how high up he goes
1: i i know there are teams i mean i i I saw this the other day i know there are teams that that have him graded as a wide receiver you do you see him as a tight end you see him as a wide receiver or both
0: i think a little bit of a hybrid that's a tough one for me Mm -hmm. you know when you say tight end you know Putting on our Giants, you know, Zeke Moat, Mark Bravaro, like that's not Kyle Pitts. Like, this is a great, this is Zach Hertz, but better. This is a, you know, this is a, a game changing dynamic weapon. But to sit here and say it's third and one, you know, and we're going to you know, line up on the right and go uh, 21 personnel and run power, that's not Kyle Pitts.
1: Right right all right hey mike i really appreciate it i could keep you all day we could talk giants and draft and free agency all day but uh i think this is probably a good spot for me to for me to let you go um just uh why don't you tell folks where they can find 33rd team where they can find your work at espn and and uh and on twitter and all that before i let you go
0: yeah thanks i really appreciate being with you today uh yeah it's real tannenbaum at twitter at real tannenbaum and it's uh The 3013.com. And we have a uh, free newsletter. So you can go on the site and sign up for it and uh, comes right to your uh, inbox.
1: Hey, Mike, thanks. Maybe a little bit closer to the draft. We'll uh, we'll get you back on. We'll talk about some some specific uh, specific players at, at that point.
0: Great. Sounds good. Look forward to it. Thanks, Mike. Thank you.
1: All right, Giants fans, that's our show for today. We thank you, as always, for listening. Please remember to subscribe to Big Blue View Radio on all of your favorite podcast applications. Check out Big Blue View on our Instagram page, on our Facebook page, on our YouTube channel. Follow at BigBlueView on Twitter. Join the community at BigBlueView.com to uh, comment, to discuss Giants-related issues with uh, with other Giants fans if you haven't done that already. And as always, please remember to uh, stay safe out there and take care of each other. All right, we'll talk to you soon. Bye-bye.